Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. T.J. Paterka. Carlo playing it behind the Bruins goal. From the corner, Clifford's going to step up and take this one on the right side. Back, sends it in front, scores! Tage Thompson rips it home. Welcome back, TNT. Up top to low right. He winds and fires. circle by Geeky didn't get through and Buffalo's got a two-on-one the other way on the counter Eric Robinson coming in as the second man they score Victor Olofsson Sabres win it 3-1 the final score they beat the Bruins in Boston Devin Levi comes back to Boston and Tage Thompson is back on the score sheet for the Sabres what an effort Win against the Bruins, and now it's Montreal next at home in black and red on Saturday night. Welcome in. It's a Friday installment of Sabres Live. Bad news, Marty. I'll be back on the set tomorrow with you, so uh, if you want to say sweet nothings to Howard, get him out of your system now. Oh, I can say I say sweet nothings to everybody, everybody, <laughs> all the time. So, you know, you, you know, it was great to have Howard get a win because, look, uh, it's not been the best of the last, like, let's see, 20 years when it comes to, uh, well, maybe 30 years, 40 years when it comes to, uh, uh, sports in, in Western New York, right? With, uh, success. And there's been some good times, but, um, so Howard was telling me, like, it, it was hard doing the morning show sometimes and some Monday mornings and some days after playoff losses and whatnot. So, uh, I'm glad that, uh, he got a win to be able to do a fun post game show. We're actually huh? Duffer, funny enough, in the before going on the pregame, mm-hmm. we were thinking of topics to talk about in the post game. You know, if it didn't go well, like if we if Howard went zero and four or whatnot, or yeah. like we were thinking, okay, he's like any any one of your kids did something great this week because last time we brought up your daughter and all of that so we were we're thinking about certain, like how to go about if they win or if they lose well, and so we had fun with that i admire your preparation for such a circumstance which did not materialize because the sabers did win in boston for the yes. first time in this calendar year 2023 they missed it by hours uh at the end of 2022 but here's the thing it, you mentioned and Howard mentioned your kids, right? It's almost always about the kids with yes. the Sabres and Devin Levi comes in. I just checked the game sheet right before we started. <laughs> it's, it now says 30 shots against so 29 saves. Um, regardless of whether it ended up being 28 or 32, there was a pretty significant confidence within Levi's game last night. Um, what did, uh, how would you rate 
his performance yep. and the real question what now the real question what now i'm going to leave it for in 90 seconds um how would i rate levi's performance yesterday uh under control like i don't want to say great because look there's always things in the game that you're going to work on but i thought it was under control that saved the pasternak in the first period when Pastor tried to go short side on him and then the puck got out of the zone and they countered and he made the glove save on Pasternak. I thought that was an aggressive type of in control uh, save, confidence save. So I think it set the tempo for Levi. He wasn't as scrambly as we've seen him early in the season. And funny enough, he talked about how the chaos in the AHL probably helped him get back to his structure. And I'm like, well, I almost felt like Maybe it's the other way. Um, and maybe that's just a feeling that you have when you play in that. But I feel that the slowing things down in Rochester probably allowed him to get back to some structure where he wasn't as scrambly in the game against Boston as he did earlier in the season. But more importantly, I think um, he looked he looked good. He was really high up in his crease, which a goalie with his size, a UC Saros type guy, a Dustin Wolf in, in Calgary type guy, got to play six to eight inches higher in your crease to be able to be a little bit bigger. And I thought he did that really well. Wolf looks remarkably small in a post oh my God. victory celebration in Calgary compared to the Giants that they typically have manning the pipes there. So Not yeah. only that, <laughs> what color gear does he have? Dark. Black. Yeah, and I, yeah. it makes him look even smaller than he yeah, really yeah. is because he yeah. has dark gear on. Anyway, enough of Dustin Wolf. We'll get to him soon enough. Yes. Um, because Shana Goldman's with us at the bottom of the hour. And Wolf, uh, well, he'll be affected potentially by a goalie carousel if it ever gets moving. Um, so <laughs> did you answer the what now? You didn't answer. No, I didn't answer the what now. I, I was hoping I you was were going to forget. For, I was waiting for the 90 seconds to explain. I was hoping you were <laughs> going to forget. So what now? What now? Well, there's no Ukupekalukunen at practice this morning. So still bothered by the um, the illness, right? I, I can sympathize. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Still bothered by the illness. So I don't think you have to really think too much about the what now. You have Levi, you have Comrie. You play Montreal Canadiens tomorrow. I mean, that's pretty simple to me. You just beat the Boston Bruins. You're going back with Levi against, you know, is is the team he grew up in Montreal, grew up watching. He hasn't played them yet. I know it's not in Montreal, but still there's something special about that. He got to experience Boston mm -hmm. in Boston where he won the bean pot, where he played college hockey with Northeastern. So hey, did you think the banner looked awfully patchwork? The Northeastern batter? Yeah. Like they had a little square, like where they stamped on the new year on there. Yeah, like, I, I feel like it's like, like that with every one of them there because there's so many banners that the ones that don't are not Celtics and Bruins kind of yeah. get like one banner with a lot of added on. Um, anyway, which is I fine, but so. which is which is fine because I mean, the bean pot is a big event, but it's only yeah. one tournament a year. So, right. um, but no, I, I think you. And I've been wrong many times before, but I think this one is a pretty, pretty quick slam dunk. You go with Has Levi against Montreal. Picture? Oh, that's the million dollar question. And that's the thing with a win in Boston is it almost brought more questions than, than answers after the game because of the Levi game, because of, I thought Eric Robinson was good. I thought, 
Power and Samuelson were good together. So when Dalene returns, how does that affect that? There's so many questions right now. Let's tackle Dalene not on the ice either today. Yeah, Dalene not on the ice either today. So, um, I mean, we'll see. Um, here's the goalie question. If I almost feel like Eric Comrie is going to get another game at some point here to try to see, hey, where are you at? Did not like his game against the Carolina Hurricanes, said it himself, right? And obviously, wasn't able to get a good game against Detroit uh, or get a win. Mm -hmm. So now you're kind of falling back, you know, taking steps backwards a little bit where you know, Lukanen's taking steps forward and now Levi took a step forward and maybe Levi gets an opportunity tomorrow to take another step forward. Mm -hmm. um, with the Sabres, feel that a weekend in Rochester be the, the the recipe for Levi's return? Maybe, maybe that that doesn't change things. Maybe it's just, hey, he still needs development time in Rochester. Uh, but I think the question is less on Levi now that it is more on Eric Comrie. Can he be a guy in your rotation now uh, and play every three or four games as a number two? And 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 at this moment, I I want to say yes because I think Eric Comrie is a good goaltender and I think he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know that the answer is yes right now. They're going to give him another start at some point, and that may be the decision-making start for the Buffalo Sabers and Eric Comrie. The common denominator to just about every answer Don Granado had post-game last night also ties in with the topic here that you just addressed. If this team competes yes. the way it's supposed to compete, each and every one of those goaltenders you just mentioned will benefit from it. Yeah. It's that 100%. simple. It's that simple. And like historic recent history shows the Sabres have not been, and this is, there are many, many, many reasons for it. And it's like when Colorado won the cup and they sucked on faceoffs. You don't have to be the highest ranking team in blocked shots. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a reflection of how you systematically play the game and where you want your guys, what your goaltenders want and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But on nights like last night, when you see Matias Samuelson block nine shots, which is two off of the recorded team high of Jay McKee in 2006. Yeah. That's effort. That's giving everything humanly possible, right? And so by extension, you could go through so many players on the roster last night and go, good game, good game, like that, like that, good mm -hmm. work, lots of shots, Paterka, huge hit, six shots, another goal, tied for the team lead, right? Like on and on and on and it goes. But why? Because of compete. Yeah. And like, I kind of hate the word, as it's evolved over time, like it's, you know, from oh, it a, should be a given. You should be competing every night in the NHL. And when you have right. to single out compete, you have an issue. And I think that's why Don Granado post game was, was short with his answer. And he almost had a frustrated look on his face. Like we just beat Boston. We beat New York last week, mm -hmm. but we've had some, some bad games in between. Why? Because we've been telling the guys and Kevin Adams had told the guys it's about compete. It's about compete. And in those two games, Rangers, Boston, some of the best teams in the league, you competed and the results were there. And that to me, and it's not about power play. And again, it's not about block shots. It's not, a, you lose a draw, right? The Sabres lost a draw on Tage Thompson's goal. 
Mm-hmm. What did they do? They competed hard to try to get the puck back. And so that's a loss draw that results in a goal. Not a, okay. Paterka's goal is a win draw that results in a goal. Big goal. It set up the one nothing game, but that was a huge goal, two nothing. Mm-hmm. And you lost the draw, but you still got it back because you competed. Well, it was huge for a few seconds because once again, they had the fate of the next shift, which is the most important one of the game. When it follows a goal, they immediately gave one up and it was a you know crappy bounce. It went off Eric Johnson again, yeah. and all of a sudden it was a one goal game again. So not to dispute the Thompson significance of the goal, but um, yeah, it ebbs and, you know, it, it goes, look, stuff's going to happen. They want to, Hey, they want to draw from Dylan cousins that led to the Paterka goal. Yeah. So, I mean, but you know what? I, I, and I didn't I, correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't think Zach Benson got nearly enough love for that goal. The, to me, oh, an ongoing screen. I kept talking about the screen. Ongoing challenge for this team is having a screen. It doesn't. I you know overused his net front presence. Zach wasn't even close to the net at this point. That was the beauty of it. Everything happens within three seconds or less off that draw. But Benson knew instinctively where he could be most impactful in that moment. Lightning fast. Man, yep. this kid is so around it and so aware. I absolutely loved what he did on that play. Slight and- interference on Jake DeBrusque as DeBrusque is trying to come out. Nothing that's worthy of a penalty, but just a slight interference. So now Pasternak has to come over a little longer. DeBrusque doesn't get there. And Allmark was partially screened by Greslick in front of him, Mm -hmm. but he can look around that screen if it's just one, but then he looks to the right and Oh, Benson is in the right lane. And now the puck comes in, doesn't see it all the way. I thought that Benson screen um, was a big reason why Paterka was able to uh, get the goal. You need to be shooting there. A lot of guys would be like, Oh, I'm going to go to the point or I'm going to cycle it. No plays off face off. We see it. Every day in the National Hockey League, you get a, a face-off yeah. win that's clean to the net, to the net. Mm-hmm. Take it to the net right away. Yeah, and obviously Buffalo saw it recently against Detroit and against Nashville and yeah. on and on and on it goes. So anyway, full credit to Zach Benson, who we've discussed a number of times, um, you know, just keeps uh, solidifying his position on this roster, potentially for the duration of the year. The other player that I have in that category, and don't forget uh, our favorite, Shana Goldman, um, comes up at the bottom of the hour here on this Friday edition of Sabres Live. Amherst, by the way, are home tonight. They've got Charlotte on yep. a Friday night tilt with Dustin Tokarski and goal. We'll run through their roster a little bit later. They've got injuries on the blue line, uh, both Zach Metza and Ethan Prower out. Um, but they have an interesting configuration up front. So we'll talk about the Amherst a little later. But a former Amherst, one who played nine games for them this year and had four assists has now played 14 games as a Buffalo Sabre. Has Ryan Johnson played his last AHL game? Um, I can't say that for sure, because with the way that the roster is set up and if you need a roster spot at some time, and you can always put Ryan Johnson in the American League without having to go on waivers and lose anybody, there's always going to be that option open. But it wouldn't be because he doesn't deserve to be in Buffalo and doesn't belong in the NHL. I think it may just be a numbers game at some point in the season if your team's fully healthy and, you know, 
Are you looking at maybe making a couple of moves and, and uh, is there enough roster spot? But what I like about Ryan Johnson, it's not always perfect Duffer. Like there, he made some mistakes. He had a couple of bad passes on breakouts. He lost the puck one time on the half wall, right in front of the Sabres bench and Boston's almost coming back. But he works hard and he's always moving his feet and he's always moving somewhere in direction, either offensively or defensively. He's never standing still. And that I love. And that's why he's so effective. And he and Henry Yokiar, you look good. Now, yes. again, the question was asked to Don Granado in the post game. Hey, what did you think of Power and Samuelson together? Could that be a unit when Dowling returns? And then, and I like the power Samuelson pairing together because number one, I don't think Owen power has had this jump offensively that we know he can have. Mm -hmm. So, and Matias Samuelson's not an offensive defenseman. So could you put power and Samuelson, the two bigger defensemen that you have mm -hmm. size wise height and, and length together and say, you, your job is to defend. Your job is to defend. And then all of a sudden you're taking Dalene into a different role and you put him with Ryan Johnson, possibly, or with Yoki Aryu, but that's been tried before, but maybe more with Ryan Johnson. And you say, hey, you guys are transition, offense, move the puck, move your feet. I think that opens up some options. And again, now I'm talking about Ryan Johnson, not only on the top six, but on the top four, because that's where I think he belongs. Yeah, I think it'll be hard for him to carve out the top four minutes um, based on everything you just said. And then, you know, the longer <laughs> your evaluation of the defense score went on, the more I was thinking, well, they're going to have to go back to playing seven. <laughs> well, yeah, because now you got Yoki, are you Clifton, Eric Johnson? And you're like, wow, it's but, again, like, who do you set without right. saying, yeah. And and look, people have their targets and um you can't avoid it as a professional athlete. Uh, obviously, um, analytically speaking, I test uh, at times, um, you know, it, it has been a challenge for Johnson and Clifton and or each of them individually away from the other at times. But last night, when you're rating the victory, you can go through the roster and recognize how many guys had good games. And I think those guys would fall into that category too. You you they just definitely. said it with Ryan Johnson. Like nobody's perfect. Like there's going to be a handful of sometimes glaring mistakes in the course of a game. It's how you that's how you manage it. So and so, it was a low penalty game too last night. Yeah, time. Ryan Johnson while on the ice uh, against the Boston Bruins at five on five, 16 shot attempts, four, seven against. That's a plus nine. It was best on the Sabres last night. Now you also have to consider strength of matchups and who well, you're playing against. But his highest was actually guys on the top line for Boston. Yes, now, he, he was. Did, he, but he didn't, he didn't see them as much as Samuelson and Power did. No. But in his limited minutes, the higher percentage of his minutes were against Boston's better guys. Shots on goals were actually 10-3 for the Sabres when Ryan Johnson was on the ice. But mm -hmm. you look at Eric Johnson's number and Connor Clifton's number to a certain extent, and they were really good. Eric Johnson, 17-9 shot attempts went on the ice mm -hmm. uh, at 5-on-5. Five five. So, But again, this is where Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton play more against um, you know, the other team's third line, maybe even fourth line. Um, you're on the road, so you didn't control the matchups, but I think it was pretty steady all night the way that that was. And Connor Clifton made a nice play to Tate Thompson. I, I illustrated mm -hmm. it in the uh, second intermission, but it was, you know what? So many times you're a defenseman, you're at the blue line, 
and the winger comes up to you and you get pushed out of the zone. And Ooh. Clifton says, no, I'm going to go around the winger and I'm going to cut that that puck off on the wall and I'm going to go to the slot with it. Again, it's about compete, right? Because that's a compete play. Don't get pushed out of the zone. Jump in front of your winger and then feed it to Thompson. That's exactly what he did. It was James Van Riemsdijk, I think, that tried to blow the zone and Clifton went around him. And it's another example of how close you are agony ecstasy like look at the stick that is that close to checking tage thompson, tage thompson on yeah. that one-timer and yeah. prior to the olafson goal how close were the bruins to tying it wide open back door play puck hops over the stick it should yes. have been a tap in 2-2 game boom play goes up the ice olafson gets a two-on-one and scores the, this is why some of the games have been more lopsided and more frustrating from a coaching standpoint, right? When you talk about compete, like you have to stay with all these moments and the Sabres did and quickly turned it up the ice and away they went. Like it was, it was shocking, quite frankly, watching it in the moment because you're like, oh boy, they're hemmed in. It's going to be tied. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, how are they leading 3-1 here? But you know, you know how they're leading 3-1 is the start of the third period set the tone. Skinner chance on a rebound on the back door. He shot it over the net, but it was a scramble by Allmark. Um, that started, that was three minutes in. And then you had Robinson on a breakaway, Skinner and Thompson on a two on one. Like those are three really good chances. You didn't just say, Hey, Boston, we know we're up two one. We're going to just protect the lead and sit back. They had three of the best chances earlier on the third period. And yes, you get a bounce, puck bounced over a stick, and they weren't able to get a good look at a chance. Levi recovered partially. He could have made the save, but then Olofsson gets the two-on-one, and he gets the shot, and he scores. So that third period, the start, is exactly what Don Granato was talking about often in the last year and a half, is play fearless, play on your toes. Whichever language and words you want to use, they had that at the start of the third. Um, we have a variety of themes each day on this show, like this or that, fill in the blank, one word. Um, I'm going with fill in the blank here on Eric Robinson's Sabres debut was blank. Sign- I, I, I want to say significant. That's the first, but he, he stood out. He stood out to me. And what the first thing that Don Granado said, when you talk about Eric Robinson and what does he bring? He says, wow, size. Why is he like, you can see his size. And he used his size really well, mostly getting to the front of the net, being, uh, you know, a disturbance when pucks are around the net, around Linus Olmark. They had a good chance, right? He was, he, he thought he had scored a goal. Well, I, I feel the NHL made the right call on that one. So mm-hmm. we're not, you know, don't have to spend too much time on it because the Sabres ended up winning regardless of it. But he was in front of the net where you want him to be. And it brought Krebs to the front of the net and it brought Oposo to the front of the net. Uh, something that we haven't seen a lot from that line. So I think Robinson had that impact. Yes, I agree. I think it was a strong night for that line. Uh, impactful in certain ways, for sure. All part of what was a Buffalo 3-1 win at Boston, a place that, a, a matchup, quite frankly, that has been very, very difficult for the Sabres to endure. Just their fourth victory in the last 25 head-to-head meetings with the Bruins. One of the reasons they uh, secured, oh, by the way, the two number 50s in Sabres history now each have a victory. Robinson is one for one in his career. Nathan Lewin won just one of his uh, half dozen appearances with the Sabres back in the day in 2014. 
He won a nine-round shootout against the Devils with Billy Lano scoring the shootout winner. It'll go down as one of the great trivia questions of all time. Anyway, (laughs) J.J. Paterka, last one as far as individual Sabres here before we hit a break and bring in Shana Goldman. J.J. Paterka, shots, right? The the amount of shots that he's taking now is is exactly what you want to see. Like, we had our prop last night. We would have hit the prop, the same game parley. The fan duel prop because it was Thompson goal over two and a half, and it was Dylan Cousins four shots on goal. Cousins had two after the first period. I believe he stayed at two for the whole game. Uh-huh. Uh, but if it had been JJ Paterka shot prop, it, it would have hit right because he's been shooting the puck a ton this uh, this last few games here. Nine goals, eighteen points in his last twenty. Now that's I think even more um, pronounced or relevant based on the fact that, look, this is there have been some very tough stretches for the Sabres during that time, and yet he's maintained a, a level of consistency to his game. Marty, he's tied for the team lead in goals with 11. Yeah. That is one shy of his entire total last year as an yeah. NHL rookie. This is a major, major development, in my opinion, that Paterka ha- – and, and I'm not shying from, I mean, obviously now I'm super excited about the fact that I thought JJ could push 25 to 30 goals this year. It's just like anybody that doesn't believe that now, I don't know what they're watching. Now, JJ had six shots on goal last night. He had six shot attempts, so he was perfect. Every shot attempt he took hit the net, and four of those shots were from the slot. That's what you want. You don't want JJ throwing pucks from the half wall. You want him to work his way to the middle of the ice. And I've been seeing a lot of him physically being a little bit more assertive, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he had the hit on Charlie McAvoy yesterday and wasn't sure how the league was going to look at it, but it's almost 12.30 here on Friday and Sabres play tomorrow and we haven't heard anything from the Department of Player Safety, so I think it's going to go clean. Um, you know, yeah. it was a, a reverse you, hit. Yeah, it's well, a reverse do you, hit. Do you think McAvoy, like, I look at that and you know what I think? I think... That's like me emptying the dishwasher, but leaving a cupboard door open. And then when I lift my head up to put the dish in, like I smack my head on the, on the, on the cupboard door. Like, I think that's what McAvoy was there. It was like, he, he looked up and then it was like, oh boy, like that's (laughs) me. ran himself into it, you know? That's me hitting my head on the glass when our cab driver in Chicago hit the curb so hard trying to do a U in traffic. Three that wheeler. was, you know, we, we lost the wheel somewhere in Chicago, but that was definitely like the same feeling. And look, I, I get that those reverse hits sometimes can be uh, penalized. They can mm-hmm. even be suspended in the way that they happen. Mm-hmm. Paterka didn't raise his elbow. He had his elbow tucked in and McAvoy ran into his arm. He did give him the reverse hit. and. I, I showed the uh, the middle stat goal against Detroit. It starts with two reverse hit by J.J. Paterka, one high in the zone, one low in the zone. He's doing that a lot. Kind of have to be careful not to go over the line. But when there's a, a, a puck battle, a race for a puck, you're entitled to give a little body to the player you're going to battle with. This one was a little bit more sneaky. Like McAvoy is like, hey, there's a puck. I got to get to the puck. And J.J.'s like, I'm going to stand between you and the puck. But I, if it had been a penalty for interference, I would have said, fine, it's a penalty. But I don't think it's more than a penalty on the play. And who are the two sneakiest repeat offenders on the Bruins? Marchand and McAvoy. Yeah. They yeah. will do anything over and over and over on the line, over the line, whatever it takes. 
That's why these types of plays need to be part of the Sabres repertoire moving forward. And that's how you overcompete, if you will. Who is one of the best at reverse hitting Peter in Forsberg. the history of the league? Peter Forsberg. It's actually one. the Forsberg. It's, it's not called the close. Forsberg. Yeah. Yes, it's called the Forsberg. But you know who did it well in Buffalo for years and oh. was a good, good goal scorer? Um, was JP Dumont. JP yes. Dumont wasn't the most physical guy, but when he had the puck on the wall and he saw somebody come in for him, he stiffened up. One mm-hmm. hand on his stick, back to the player, stiffened up, and he protected the puck a ton by doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it it has to be part of the way that you apply physicality. It's yeah. not always the big open ice hits. And JJ Paterka, a little bit like Forsberg, can play that strong puck protecting body contact type of game. J.P. Dumont did that for a few years. It was good. Sabres are looking for young fans to be part of the game experience on January the 20th when the team takes on the Lightning for Kids Takeover Day. Roles include junior social media editor, junior reporter, and I'm going to throw in junior game night analyst as Marty will take a well-deserved night off. Okay, I can't (laughs) confirm that, but make your submission now at sabres.com slash takeover. I'll see what I can do. You can scan the QR code on the screen right now on MSG, and you can welcome in Shana Goldman as we will next on Sabres Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.